Hey, this is Dean Winchester. Thanks for checking out Supernatural Speakeasy Podcast. Don't forget to get a like, subscribe, do all that other crazy crap. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Supernatural Speakeasy Podcast, where we talk about all things supernatural. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Supernatural Speakeasy. I'm Natasha, and this is Michelle. Hey, hey. This week, we're going over episode 21, Salvation. All right, let's get started. All right, guys, don't forget, this is your spoiler warning. We're going to take a deep dive in all things supernatural, especially for episode 21. On the road so far. Our boys team up with their dad to get the cult back from some vampires. So, yeah, a couple of major things happened last time. Number one, they discover vampires exist. And number two, there's this gun that can supposedly kill anything, any supernatural thing. All right, so let's move on with episode 21, Salvation. In the opening, we see da 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 Meg Masters. That's right, she's back. She visits a priest in a church, posing as someone needing to talk, and you know, just saying how she's done all these terrible things, and then her eyes flash black, and we all know that that's a bad thing. Her David black eyes flash and the priest sees what she really is. So he runs to a locked room full of guns and knives and he throws one of the knives at Meg. And I really hate this next line. She says, you throw like a girl. Seriously? <laughs> of all the things she could have said, they chose to give her, you throw like a girl. No, ma'am. Um, or, I mean, I don't know. She could have said something like, oh, close, but no cigar. Anything but you throw like a girl. I just didn't like that. Didn't like it. I didn't like it. We hear from Meg that she's looking for the Winchesters. And the priest says he would never tell her where they are, even if he knew. And that's when Meg slits his throat and kills him. And that's the opening. So our case, the boys and their father have facing before them is trying to track down the demon that killed their mom and Jessica and try to kill it now that they have the cult. Um, so the father is telling Sam and Dean everything he knows about the demon. And he has discovered that it's going after families with six-month-old infants. That... And that there are always signs that precede the attacks, such as cattle deaths, temperature fluctuations, and electrical storms, which those signs occurred uh, the week leading up to their mother's death and also Jessica's death. Their dad tells them that the signs are happening again in a town called Salt salvation so off they go to salvation <clears throat> on the way there 
Their father pulls over to the side of the road, obviously very upset. And he tells them that he got a call from Caleb, his friend, telling him that Pastor Jim is dead. That he had been killed by a demon because he was found and it reeked of sulfur. And now that the demon knows that they're close, the group decides to split up. So what their plan is, is they're going to, they're each going to hospital to find a list of all the infants that will be turning six months old within that week. And when we see John go to one of the hospitals, we see he's got a nice little stash of fake IDs in there (laughs) (laughs) Um, in his truck. And it just made me wonder, where do they go to make those? You think they go to Kinko's? I, I was just, <laughs> just thinking Kinko's. Because <laughs> 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 oh, they look really le- fancy, legit, laminated, a whole world. Right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Sam's uh, doing research, looking through records at another hospital. And as he's leaving one of the hospitals, he gets flashes of a woman and an infant. Now, we haven't seen Sam get any premonitions since episode 14, Nightmare. So it's been a hot minute since we've seen any of those visions in action. Sam is able to find the woman and her baby daughter. From some of the clues in his vision, um, railroad, there's like a train close by, and I guess the window has a particular shape. I don't know. I would think maybe either that's a really small town, or he just happened to look out and find the house right away, because I would think that would not be an easy thing to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> When he finds the mom and the baby, they're both fine. And he just kind of says hi and goes on his way. But then he has the vision again, this time um, with no little flashes. It's just a complete vision. And the whole thing plays out. And this time he sees the demon burning the mother on the ceiling, just like his mother that died, and just like Jessica when she died. Now, when I first saw this episode, this moment, this vision happening, it made me wonder if the demon was giving Sam the vision to on purpose to lure him and his brother and his dad into a trap. Um, that's initially what I thought when I watched this, but I mean, apparently I guess it's not the case. Um, anyways, he just, Sam's just a freak and he has the premonitions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Back in the motel, Sam tells Dean and his father about the visions and daddy-o seems upset about it because, he was asking when they were going to tell him and that they should have picked up the phone and called him. And I was just like, are you for real right now? Really? We've been talking this whole season about how every time they call him, 
He doesn't answer. They get the voicemail and he's telling them you should have called me. What? And yeah, when um Dean he spoke up, he said, Hold on. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh right after I was like, What? Dean lets him have it. He's he tells him, you know, he they would have a better chance at winning the lottery than getting their dad on the phone. That Dean tried to call him when they thought they were dealing with the demon. And then Sam called him when Dean was on his deathbed. I mean, come on. And the dad <laughs> kind of sits there and he says, okay, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. They're right. Goodness gracious. That just made me real. I, I couldn't believe he said that. Anyways, went on. <laughs> While they're talking, Sam gets a call from Meg, who asks to speak with his father. So when she's talking to John, she tells him that she's the one responsible for killing Pastor Jim and that she's with another friend of his, and it's Caleb. Basically, she wants the cult. And if he doesn't hand it over, everyone he's ever loved will die. And at first... John says, no, you can't have it. And so then she kills Caleb. And then John agrees to bring her the cult. And after he gets off the phone with her, Sam and Dean are like, what are you thinking? You can't just hand over the cult. And he tells them his plan. And basically his plan is to get a similar gun from an antique store, since nobody has laid eyes on this, on the actual cult, nobody knows what it really looks like. So he's going to get a, like a, another gun that looks really old and give that to the demon. And the boys are going to stay behind and they will have the real cult to take care of the demon. Now that they know with the help of Sam's vision, who the target's going to be. So dad drives away to meet Meg. And I just realized dad has a big black truck. And it made me think of the racist ghost truck from a few episodes back. <laughs> <laughs> That's something every time I'm like, they wouldn't get this truck. <laughs> <Not> one. <clears throat> get one similar. <laughs> oh, man. That night, John meets up with Meg in some rando warehouse who brings some backup. And it's someone we haven't seen before. It's some other demon. And John hands her the gun and she gives it to the man who's with her. He examines it and then shoots Meg. And I was like, yes! <laughs> she was so angry. You shot me! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's what you get. You got shot. <laughs> Unfortunately, because it wasn't the real cult, Meg doesn't die. And now both of the demons know that the gun's a fake. John takes off and 
goes into, I guess, a, the basement of this warehouse place. He opens a valve, releasing um, water, which he blessed before Meg arrived. And we see how uh, John operates in this episode. He's pretty smart. He got there early, early enough to bless this huge tank of, of water to kind of give him an ex- an escape plan. And it does come in handy because sure enough, the demons are unable to pass without um, the holy water burning them. Buys John some time to escape. Uh, me and my sister always would be like, <laughs> the way she says, uh, holy water, real cute, John. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so cringy. <laughs> Eight Meg. She annoys me so much. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Sam and Dean, they've been kind of keep an eye, keeping an eye out on the house where this little family lives um, of the mother and the infant that Sam met earlier and had the visions about. And they're just kind of keeping an eye on things, just waiting for the demon to show itself. And they hear the car radio get all weird and staticky, which is their cue that something supernatural is afoot. So they get inside the house and the husband tries to stop them because they're, it's dark and there's some strangers inside his house. So he's trying to fight off Sam and Dean and yells to the wife to get the baby. And they're yelling at her, no, don't go inside the nursery because guess what? Uh, the demon's inside the nursery already. He, as soon as she gets into the room, the demon pins the mother to the ceiling, and then Sam comes to the rescue. Yay! The demon flashes his yellow eyes. Oh, man, this is the first time we see his eyes. They're yellow. They're ugly. And Sam shoots the colt at the demon, but unfortunately... The demon disappears just before the bullet would have hit him. Sam takes the wife away, who's screaming, just uncontrollably. And I mean, who would blame her? She was lifted up onto the ceiling and some crazy dude with yellow eyes vanishes in front of her. And these two strange men are shooting guns in her house. So, you know, sure. Um, Sammy takes her away and Dean grabs the baby out of its crib right before it is set ablaze. And then the whole nursery explodes and they all, uh, the boys and the little family, uh, you know, leave, run out of the house and watch as the house starts to burn And when they're looking up into the flames where the nursery is, they see the silhouette of the yellow-eyed demon just standing there. Sam tries to go back inside. Yes, Sam tries to go back inside. And Dean is not having it. And Sam wants this to be over. They all want it to be over. 
dad mentions earlier that, you know, he is tired of losing friends and, uh, you know, his wife died and Sam's girlfriend died and he wants Sam to go to school. He wants Dean to have a home. He just wants it to be over. And Sam has, he feels the same way, no matter what it takes, even if it means dying, losing his life. And Dean doesn't feel that way. He, Dean says later on when they leave the house and back to the motel. Well, I don't know if they were in the car or the motel, but Dean tells Sam that if that's the case, then I hope we never find this thing. Yeah, they were in the hotel. So, yeah, things things got a little intense. Yeah. Back at the motel, the boys are trying to call their father. And they're worried because he should have called back by now. And when someone does answer, it's Meg. And she tells the boys that they are never going to see him again. And then... We see to be continued. Flash on the screen. No! Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I give this episode four and a half Impalas out of five. Natasha, what did you think? Um, I'm gonna give it five. Um really good episode. Um was glad to see that. Not, I don't know if I was glad or not, but that Sam had the visions again. But it helped save that family, so I guess it was good. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I suppose it's, I don't know, really good. Um, that scene in the beginning when she goes to the church, I don't know how she got in there, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it, like. You're not supposed to be here. This is hollow ground. And <laughs> so, and, uh, like the music that built up, like, uh, once you flash eyes, and he was like, no, like, once you realize, like, that was really good. Uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause what did she, she say about, because the Pastor Jim says, you cannot be here, this hollow ground, and she says something like, um so oh, that would have worked in the minor leagues or something but. yeah maybe if you're in the minor leagues so then we kind of learn that there are different levels i guess of demon apparently because the, there what we did have an episode where dean led was it the big racist truck episode <laughs> we've yeah, started <laughs> <laughs> He leads him to the the burned down church and the truck disappears because it went over the hollowed ground. So, I mean, I guess for spirits, but maybe not demons or maybe not particular demons of her rank. Maybe she's kind of ranked up there, but not that high up, apparently, because her little partner... Um, <laughs> didn't seem to, or her partner seemed to think she was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disposable. <laughs> Shooting her with that cult. So I did 
see something on IMDb trivia wise that I thought was interesting. Um, well, first of all, this is the first episode to feature a to be continued at the end of an episode, but it says that this is the first episode to play carry on wayward son during a road so far recap. But if you watch this on Netflix, which that's what I did, it's not carry on wayward son. They say this is a calling by sober skin. And are they supposed to play carry on? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why. I don't know. Because this isn't the first time Netflix has changed the music on some of these episodes. Um, and when I went on YouTube uh, and saw the video on YouTube, one of the top comments or one of the latest comments I saw on there said, I'm pretty sure 90% of people are here because of Supernatural. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Whatever, Netflix. Just play Carry On. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Right? And when um, the other demon came out, I was like, wait, that's not fair. You told John to come alone. I'm like, <laughs> Right? You can just double team him like that. <laughs> Seriously. It looked like she needed the other demon to verify that the cult was legit, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what his qualifications are. Maybe he's just really old and probably has a better idea of what it looks like because he's never seen it. Otherwise, he would have known right away, hey, this isn't the gun. Yeah. Um, because he decides to shoot Meg to see if it is. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised by that. I mean, let's be real. She needed to be taken down a peg or two. She yeah. thinks it's all bad and all that. And yeah, no, not so much, honey. <laughs> you only thought you were the boss, but you're not. <laughs> I will let Dean and Cass tell everybody uh, where they can find us on our socials. And until next time, you don't want to miss next time because we're going to be talking about the finale. Until next time, carry on, everyone. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This is Dean Winchester. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, Supernatural Speakeasy on Facebook, also Instagram at uh, SPN, and then one of those little little under dash things and then speakeasy uh here's my buddy cast to read out the twitter uh dean i i don't really know what i'm doing here but uh follow these people on what is it uh twitter what's a twitter twitter at spn speakeasy